0: The Make My Damn Movie podcast contains explicit language. Listener discretion advised. Hey. Make my damn movie. Make, my damn movie. Make my movie right now. movie right now. I'm Mark Reynolds, and I'm Tom Swain. And- we discuss the film and entertainment industry spotlighting seven original screenplays, which must be produced? All righty. Here we are. Oh, I learned something new with the talking toys just now, which is dangerous. The dirty talking toys, which I get message after message. Where can you get them? Where can you get them? I don't know. Amazon, right? Just book them up. I'm, I'm not gonna by the way, I don't respond to anybody.
1: <laughs> and it says it right <laughs> it on the website. They know that by now. Yeah,
0: okay. But I learned this. What an asshole oh, asshole. I asshole. Were you asshole. Asshole. I'm an asshole. asshole. What an asshole. asshole. Mm. I like that. You can keep
1: pushing
2: yeah. it
0: and it just goes to the next one.
2: That one guy who wrote in about the not liking it should
0: like that part. Yeah, good for him. Mm-hmm. What are we doing here? Mm. Oh, episode 69. Whoa, dude. (laughs) Really, though. Think about that. Almost 70 Mm. episodes of Make My Damn Movie. That's crazy. That is crazy. We started long ago, and since then, we've seen a meteoric rise to stardom Mm -hmm. in podcast land. So there's that. But I can't believe we've gotten to 70. Well, almost. Almost. We're getting there. But. uh, Yay! We might make it to 70. We're close. Very, very close. I always said 70 would be it. (laughs) I did. I've always said. You did? I think so. You probably did. Uh, Anyway, in a bit, we're going to delve into choosing relatable situations for a screenplay, Ah. which I think is very important. And something that I wanted to talk to you about Uh? is that I watched Boogie Nights for the first time. I'd never seen Wait, that movie, what? and you would have thought having Burt Reynolds in it and Heather Graham, yes, I would have watched it like a That's million a go-to times. Go to
2: movie, what?
0: I know. No, oh. I finally watched it, what and I want to be a sleazy nightfly scumbag <laughs> more than I am now. I really do. <laughs> People know what this movie's about, right? Uh, they should. Okay, and if they don't, they're listening to the wrong podcast. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. It's about filming adult movies mm-hmm. in the so-called golden age of porn back in the 70s and 80s.
2: <laughs> it's a golden age of porn, I guess. Literally, that was, 70s, that was
0: called the golden age of porn. There we go. Now, the entire movie... L- Literally feels like the late 70s and early eighties.
2: Yeah. I mean, really do it a good really, job. It really did a good job of doing that. The visuals spot on. Mm-hmm. Very grimy, dirty feel. The lingo. Right? Yeah. And they didn't beat you over the fucking head with, hey, nope. here's an eighties reference. Here's nope. a
0: seventies reference. Nope. Not at all. Yeah. And this all circles back mm-hmm. to me. <laughs> and the story. Do. About when I was in high school. Mm, okay. Uh-oh. Let me tell you about Ooh, that. Wait yeah. a sec. So
2: that's
0: boogie what you nights. should be thinking. So wait a minute. We're talking about this boogie nights, and now you're going to have a story, and, uh, <laughs> but it's it's pretty intense. All right. I was a junior, maybe a senior. I don't remember. And three girls who were a couple, <laughs> oh boy. A couple of years younger than me. So either sophomores <laughs> so, or juniors. Yeah. Okay. okay. In high school. Now listen to this true story mm-hmm. decided to run away to being an adult, a triple X, as they called it back then, movie titled Debbie Does Dallas. Wait, not you. No. These three These girls? These three girls that I went to school with. What I didn't the f- know them. Okay. So it was filming somewhere up in New York, and they caught wind of it. I don't know how, but nonetheless, off they went. <laughs> not to Dallas. but <laughs> And you think that was a scandal? A you little bit. So that happened. Holy shit. And they never made it into the movie. Okay. Hopefully they uh, saw their driver's licenses or something. Well, I'm going to get to that. (sighs) But they made a conscious effort (laughs) to run away Uh to be involved in an X-rated movie. Triple X-rated, as they called it back then. Yikes. Yeah. What kind of girls were you hanging around with? I didn't know them. They were Uh, just people that I went to school with. Okay. And as I recall, they were cute girls. Uh Don't get me wrong, but But they were girls. They were scumbags. They really were, as I recall. (laughs) After that, I got to tell you the truth, I tried to get to know them (laughs) a lot better. Yeah. More better, That didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work out because there me. was a line of dudes. <laughs> it wasn't happening. Okay, son of a bitch. <laughs> Just my luck, you know. My life's fucking story. You get some whores. You know, you're in high school. <sighs> anyway, all right. But listen, I was thinking about okay. that in Boogie Nights, and how the adult actors and actresses were pretty much in their teens, you know. Yeah, in that story, they, so were... they were depicted as still being in high school, and that happened back then. Yikes! So I would say appropriate subject matter for episode sixty-nine, <laughs> wouldn't you I say? So you think? Yeah. <laughs> Was that an interesting oh, yeah. story? Yeah, I can't believe you haven't seen you didn't see Boogie Nights. That's your takeaway? That's crazy to Not me. Not 3. <laughs> 16, 17-year-old girls ran away from home <laughs> in the 70s in the suburbs of Washington the cozy suburbs of Washington DC to go be in a grimy disgusting porno movie. Yeah. And they never made it, or so they said. Mm. So there you go. And I never saw him in that movie. Oh no, wait! I never saw that movie. Debbie Does <laughs> Dallas, apparently a very popular, apparently adult movie back then. Yeah. So there you go.
1: That's that. I just
0: I just I'm watching Boogie uh, Nights for the first time. <laughs> I wanted to bring up, like, hey, that story. I know those girls, because when I'm watching it, I'm like, wow, that just reminds me of being in high school that time. <laughs> And oh wait, those those girls hey, this porno film reminds yeah. me of <laughs> And the takeaway from all of this uh-huh. is I didn't get to know them better. <laughs> you notice I nice said edit. know them nice better. Okay. I self edited that one big time. <laughs> Go to make MakeMyDamnMovie.com and send us a message if you want, because we're going to do messages now, and I'll get a ton of messages. I'm sure there'll be of some messages. messages about Yeah, you know what they're going to say, you wimp. <laughs> All right, here's some messages from the thing. Mason, Las Vegas, Nevada. Mm. The story about the noise-canceling earbuds was quite funny. However, I must say I agree with Mark's wife and Tom <laughs> that Mark is totally responsible for returning a defective gift given to him. <laughs> You know, I've actually learned a valuable lesson. Uh Everyone's against me. That's my takeaway. Lucy, Los Angeles, California. I was delighted that you touched on the subject of highlighting a character's race in your description of that person. It is absolutely acceptable. Mm -hmm. And we've said that. And I do it because when someone reads my script and visualizes it in their mind's eye, yeah. that's what I want them to see. Right. Isn't You're that writing? A picture yes. For them. Exactly. Christopher, so, Somerset, Kentucky. Mark's obvious sexual interest in the cartoon <laughs> character Judy Jetson when he was a kid was disturbing on every level imaginable. Listen, ball licker. <laughs> what? I knew she wasn't real, but my feelings for her were, and that's how deep I am, ball (laughs) Seymour Skinner, Lakeland, Florida. Episode 68 of Make My Damn Movie was the best one ever. What? Bashing Bose for making shitty earbuds, pointing out that Mr. Howe from Gilligan's Island would probably enjoy watching the (laughs) Professor Ginger and Marianne go at it. As well as a stellar performance from foul mouth, made for a oh, yeah. damn good time. It's very good. I got you, Seymour. I bet you probably like to watch Mister Hal watching <laughs> the Professor Ginger and the rest having a bang See. fest.
2: Enigma wrapped up in a riddle, uh, wrapped up in a professor. Itchy.
0: Yeah. Roman, Davenport, Iowa. Great fun hearing that people equate Mark to cantankerous, grumpy, (laughs) short temper, irritable TV show characters like Becker and Mike Baxter. I listen to every episode of Make My Damn Movie and would like to add Squidward Tentacles and Red Foreman from that 70s show to the list. Jerk. Red Foreman, yes. You're all jerks. (laughs) And by the way, my father, (laughs) my father was Red Foreman in real life. (laughs) So you may have something there. Mm. Apple and tree, baby. We all become our fathers. Apple and tree later. Mason, Sydney, Australia. Tom's recent pick, Kung Fury, on stat picks was bloody funny. Love that Hoff was in it. David Hasselhoff. Okay, don't mess with the Hoff. Fuck everybody. (laughs) I'm not recommending. Any <laughs> more fucking movies, <laughs> you dirtbags. Notice that we get less and less messages about screenplay stuff. Yeah, what's going on. So check out our other podcast, Radioactive Rant. <laughs> Why not, right? <laughs> and that's Let's your segue. messages, and you can send a thing. The if you know. messages, Whoop. The messages. Whoop! We hope to hear from you next time. Do we? Mm-hmm. There you go. That was fun. Yeah. (sighs) (laughs) What's going on here? (laughs) Our brand new feature. It's time for our writer's roundup. This is where we talk to people with a passion, a passion for the film and TV industry for a few minutes. Yes. We have Eric Lee Huffman. Hey, Eric, how are you?
1: Hey, I'm doing well, thanks. How are you guys doing today? We're doing
0: very really, good. really good. Now, Eric is an actor, producer, director, writer, dancer, among other things. He's he's more than a triple threat. Yeah, he's done a lot of stuff. My first question to you, Eric, as a writer, do you ever feel alone?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, all the time. Oh. <laughs> Writing is a very, very lonely thing to do there are writers rooms and people who collaborate and stuff like that. But I find for myself personally, like when I'm in that creative space and I'm writing, it's just you and the page or, you know, you and the screen for long, long periods of time. So long answer to your very short question is it's a very lonely thing. I think yeah, so, but, but yeah. still
0: in the interim, you've had some wins. Would you say you've had some wins? And if you have, what's your biggest win at this point of your writing career?
1: So I've had some wins, I would say, in my career as a whole, like between being an actor and just people that I've had the chance to work with having some roles on TV and stuff like that. And as a writer, it's been more like I was, you know, I was a finalist in Scriptapalooza, which is kind of a big, well-respected contest. And I was a semi-finalist in a couple other contests. And that's a win. maybe it didn't lead to any monetary rewards, but you get your name out there a little bit. And Mm -hmm. more so for me, because being a writer was more of the kind of something I came upon later in my life. You know, I always wanted to be an actor. I wanted to be, you know, uh, all these other things and then i just started really finding a passion for writing and i started pursuing it so for me the win was like for example when i got some feedback from the austin film festival and it was this wonderful phenomenal feedback and Uh it, it basically told me i was on the right path so maybe i didn't win this time around but it's like hey for a guy who just wrote his first feature film script ever and didn't really know if I even had a talent for it. It was like, oh, hey, maybe I'm actually kind of good at this. So that to me is a big win because it's encouragement. Right. And maybe down the road, I sell a script because I haven't done that yet. Maybe down the road, I sell a script. Maybe something gets produced, et cetera, et cetera. But that's almost not even the point because it's, it's the journey, right? Mm. It's the journey.
0: Absolutely, so. it's the journey. Now, you talked it's the about... It's journey. <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> that's right. You talk about these uh, competitions, these contests... You got to wonder if they're really worth it. But see, when you talk, I'm thinking, yeah, I guess they're worth it in your mind because you got through and it was a good thing for your head to be able to get somebody to go, hey, I like your stuff.
1: Yeah, so I think like what I did when I finished the first draft of this feature, I think I submitted to every contest I could find that year, which was two years ago, I think. So I spent a lot of money just throwing a lot of darts at a lot of boards. Yeah, yeah. And so all those contests, however many there were, 20, I don't know, a lot. It was a lot of money. I heard back from like four or five of them. But, Mm. yeah, so... I guess I would say that if you just submitted to one or two contests and you never heard back, then it would feel like you didn't really get anything, so you didn't get any encouragement, discouragement. You don't know if you're on the right path with your writing or not, and it might seem like contests are not worth it. Yeah, um, I think I think the
0: problem that people have with this is what you just said. You put all this money out there, you don't hear anything back. But then, when you yeah. hear back from maybe one or two, see, does that give you a false sense of security? Though,
1: yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's all a, a mind fuck, isn't it? Can I <laughs> it, say that word? Really of course is. you can. <laughs> fuck yeah.
0: Have you heard uh, the show?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So,
0: so I mean, I guess as, as you're struggling through. To go ahead and put these out in competitions and then to get back some good feedback helps you in your head. But then you got to, at least for me, it's like if you don't go all the way, I'm like, well, what the hell was this all about? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it can definitely be like that. I think another thing, a good thing to do might be to just get coverage. I paid for coverage from Austin Film Festival. Yeah. And they give you like five, six pages. Where, and you can tell they actually have read. Right. the time to read your script, because the first thing they do is they give you a log line and they, they're from their impression of the script, what the log line would be. Right. And then they give you a synopsis and you're like, Oh, this guy, a guy or girl whoever read it, they really took the time. They really understood. They, they get me, man. So then <laughs> at the end, At the end of those six pages or whatever, like, the last, you know, third of it is all, like, what they would do to improve the script. Yeah.
0: But, see, that's That's... where I get pissed off. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Right, 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 right.
0: That's right. where I get. I, I start throwing you. shit. I'm Don't, not kidding. How dare you change my baby? Okay, that's when I say, fuck you and the horse you rode in on and right. just throw it all away. But then right. I will say this. I go back yeah. and I'm like, yeah. you know what? That's kind of a good point there. Not all of it, but some of it.
1: Yeah. And you have to do that. You have to say. You have to look at the feedback and you have to say, well, they just clearly didn't get the joke here. So I'm, mm. I'm and maybe I'm going to ignore that point. But then you have to ask well, why didn't they get the joke?
0: Exactly. And you go back
1: and you look at your script and you say, can it be improved upon? There you and go. And maybe the answer is no. Maybe the answer is no. That's mm-hmm. up to you. But it forces you to reexamine your work because writing is rewriting. Yep. And something that I don't think I fully appreciated when I finished. Because you finish your first draft and you type fade to black, the end. And you're like, <laughs> yes! And the angels sing and you post on social media, just <laughs> finished my first feature <laughs> script. Yeah. Oh, You're okay, never finished. It. And that's it, right? You're done. It's going to get produced tomorrow, right? right? Wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah right. Exactly. So two years later, I'm still doing rewrites on the exactly. script. But I'm, I'm, the process has been so amazing. And like I've just really found myself... With this one script, and I am working on other projects, too. It's not just this one. Right. But this is the one that has really been the journey for me, where I can actually say that I'm a writer and feel like I am uh, that I mean it.
0: No, that's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where you want to be in your writing career. All right. So we're going to wrap up here, but do you have a website, Facebook, Twitter, anything you want to plug here?
1: Uh, you can just Google Eric Lee Huffman. I'm out there.
0: Oh, I'm he's out it. there, my friend. <laughs> yeah. He is out there. <laughs> i out there. <laughs> Eric Lee Huffman.
1: Right, hey, listen, you. I
0: want to thank you for doing this for us. Thanks, guys. All right. Take care, man. All right. Bye-bye. All right, cool, cool, cool. There you go. It's the Writers' Roundup, our very first one. And if you'd like to be on Writers' Roundup, go to makemydaymovie.com, go to the contact page, and you figure it out. <laughs> so it's time now for Yay! the movie quotes game. It's where I read a movie quote and you tell me what movie it's from. Oh, oh well. And here's the first one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, <clears throat> I say, why don't you guys locate your dicks, remove the shrink wrap, and fucking use them? <laughs> That's easy. Is it? Oh, yeah. no uh uh, the neighbors no stifler american pie Ah! sean william scott our good buddy sean yeah scott okay here's your second one it's light beer and she's gonna throw it up anyway And Things I Hate About You? No. Gracie Hart. Sandra Bullock. Miss Congeniality. Oh. You didn't get that one. No. That's a good movie. I, I haven't have seen that in a long I've time. I've seen it once. Eh, it's been a while. Okay. I refuse to let us go down in history as the dudes who destroyed the universe. Oh, please. got to get this one.
2: Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure?
0: Oh, oh, oh parts. man. Really? Dude, where's my car? Uh. Jesse <laughs> Ashton Kutcher. Also no! starring also Sean, William, Sean Scott. William Scott. There you go. Damn, Damn you it. Oh, well, no. There you didn't go. No. I didn't get a one. Not a one. Disappointing. We're going to continue uh. with the Trivial Pursuit cards because... Well, some people don't like it, and that's reason enough. That's right. Okay, here we go. From the 1940s that I found in my garage without the game. <laughs> okay. Uh-oh. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> what is I going I got the on? wrong guy. Yeah. I'm all fucked up here. Oh, okay? no. I messed something up earlier. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. On what show did Farrah Fawcett Majors, Kate Jackson, and Jacqueline Smith co-star? Oh, come on. Okay. Charlie's Angels. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. I got one. You got one. What was the name of the son on the Adams family? (gasps) It's also a movie. What is wrong with me?
2: Um Pugsley. Oh,
0: I thought for sure he's. That's horrible.
2: That That is horrible. I was like, Wednesday is the daughter. Yeah. What the hell's wrong with me?
0: I don't know. Okay, here we go. What? Whoops. (laughs) (laughs) What? Not on my (laughs) A-game. Am I ever. Who replaced Barbara Walters on the Today Show? Oh, Katie Couric. Jane Pauley. Oh, shit. Yep. I told you these cards is old. That's
2: right. That
0: is old. Before Dallas, Larry Hagman starred in which situation comedy? Oh i um, Really? really, really? going to regret this, but I don't. Know. I dream of Genie. Ah! Wow. I'm really what surprised. What the hell? How did I you not get that Genie. one? Genie. I know. Oh, that's disappointing. We've talked about that show time and time well. and time again. And another character I spent many, many hours <laughs> in the restroom with. All right. Theoretically. <laughs> Theoretically. All right. Let's regroup. Yes. <laughs> and start over. It's the uh, Make My Damn Movie staff picks where we attempt to force you to watch movies. <laughs> yeah. uh, what in the hell? I don't know. All right. Let's
2: see what's coffee.
1: I don't always say fuck you. Fuck this girl. The Holmes was a lady from the Hey. I don't you.
0: I want to start over with my life. Oh. It's the Make My Damn Movie Stat Picks, where we attempt to force you to watch movies that we like. There. <laughs> I'm fucking happy. I thought that was good. It's good. Thank you. Uh, You want to go first or me? You can go. Okay. My movie pick. Not that it matters for <laughs> shit. <laughs> Fuck you. Come on. Yeah. Let's go. Smoke, 1995. It stars Harvey Keitel. William Hurt, Forrest Whitaker, Stalker Channing, and Ashley Judd. No? Doesn't ring a Not bell? Not Smoke. It's very good. Mm. The movie follows the lives of multiple characters. Mm-hmm. So it's a bunch of people. I just mentioned a few. Yeah, All of whom are connected because they frequent a small Brooklyn tobacco store managed mm-hmm. by Augie, played brilliantly by Harvey Keitel. Yeah. Okay? So, William Hurt's character is named Paul. And he's a writer grieving over his wife's death. Right. Right. As he exits the the tobacco store, he nearly gets hit by a bus, but a stranger, a homeless kid called Rashid, saves his life. Now, Paul, the writer, Mm -hmm. is moved by both Rashid's pursuit to reconnect with his dad, Forrest Whitaker, and Augie's discovery that a woman who might be his daughter, Ashley Judd, is about to give birth. Very moving. Pretty dark. And let me tell you something, this movie is all New York. Yeah? I mean, it feels like New York. I think you'll like smoke. i have but to check it out. You won't. No one will. <laughs> What's yours? Mine is The Royal
2: Tenenbaums.
0: I love that movie. That's my
2: favorite Wes Anderson movie. It's a good movie. Just watched it a few days ago mm-hmm. uh, from 2001. Mm-hmm. Damn good movies oh. written and made in 2001. Yep. Starring uh, Gene Hackman, Angelica Houston, Ben Stiller, Gwyneth Paltrow, Danny Glover, and Bill Murray.
0: I love Stiller. Gwyneth Paltrow on this movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. The smoking? She,
2: yeah. She was <laughs> s- <laughs> just so serious. Very good. And mm, lovely. Uh, it's about this. Uh, oh, yeah. I forgot about Luke Wilson and Owen Wilson. This was like their uh, jumping off point. Very much so. And a strange father comes back after many years to make things right with his wife and three grown prodigy children. They were all geniuses at yep. individual things: mm-hmm. tennis, mm-hmm. some kind of finance. Watch it for Gene Hackman because he's the best.
0: Oh, unbelievably Amazing. good movie! If you've not Acting. seen that, definitely. I, I'm gonna. Your pick's better than what? mine. Oh, so all right. I well, guess everyone's right. Check it out. And I guess they will. <laughs> <laughs> It's the staff picks on the stupid thing. <laughs> stupid. No, I want to see smoke. I've n- never heard of it. That's a great movie. Okay. So today, relatable scenarios and screenplays. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's very important. Creating stories and scenes that people are comfy with. Stories that resonate yeah. with the masses. You want people to leave the theater happy, feeling good about what they just watched. Correct? Right. Too many films, especially today, go off the beaten path, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Fine. Superhero movies are out there in droves. That's okay. People like them. But I'm talking about real-life circumstances in screenplays. Yeah. Do my screenplays represent the average person? That's what I always ask myself. That's right. And that's what I shoot for. Characters and situations that the average uh, (laughs) person roots for. Right. You want someone rooting for your characters, for the situations. They're on board. See, I want the people that read my screenplays to be on board. I want them to go, wow, I'm there. I can feel it. I want to be there. Yeah. Picture yourself as that character. Right. It's familiar to them in their everyday life. That, Mm -hmm. to me, is what makes a great screenplay. Now, I hate to tell you this, Uh but most people are simple folks, right? That's true. When they watch a movie, they want to be entertained, and seeing someone or a situation they can relate to gives them something to chew on, true, and that's what you want to keep their attention. Take one of my fantastic Fabu screenplays, <laughs> "Stealing Stone," and ah, we haven't talked about this one too yes. much. but I'll read the log line. I guess where is it? <laughs> "Stealing Stone." Here's the log line: A brash woman kidnaps a fading action movie star who is desperately seeking a comeback, so her best friend can move in on his much younger wife. Now, Mm -hmm. is that a real-life situation? Overall, it's a crazy situation in the screenplay. But, big but, the people involved are your average, everyday people. They just go off the rails. Yeah. Like, big time. But you still know someone that is just like these people. Yeah, just draw from what you know. So am I making Clean sense here? Characters, yeah. And that, to me, makes a good screenplay. Not some motherfucker in a, <laughs> in a costume <laughs> shooting spears out of his keyhole. Whoa. Okay, that does not do anything for me. Happy episode number 69. But my point is, if your characters can be relatable mm-hmm. and people can go, wow, I know that person. I know someone just like that. I think it's a win-win. That's true. Right? Yeah. That's part of the
2: battle is to win over your audience and make them feel like they want to be in your movie or one of the characters or can yeah. relate in some way.
0: They want to either be friends with them. They want to know them, mm-hmm. know of them. It's a whole thing. Yeah. It's a mixed bag. However, Stealing Stone is a really interesting, dark yeah. comedy. But again, the people make it real. Mm -hmm. So the situation is crazy. I mean, crazy. I just read the log line. Okay. And that sums up the movie, which is what a log line supposed to do. True. So don't be stupid. (laughs) Write a good log line. I know you won't, but try. Anywho. Whoops. My trigger word. (laughs) So many things have gone wrong today. It doesn't really matter. (laughs) But anyway, my point is is that particular screenplay is so chaotic. Right. The situation. However, all of the scenes and the people are real and you can really relate to them. And I think that's what makes a good <laughs> I think that's what makes a good screenplay. And again, these people aren't wealthy. No. And they're not famous. None of that. They're just, just for one of the characters. And well, he's even failing. Exactly. So. He's trying to get his career, his movie career, it's back on track. Right. So I think that if you adhere to what I say at all times, you will be better off and a better person. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> and if you don't like it, I don't know what to tell you. That's the takeaway. That's the takeaway. I'm always right. Fuck off. No, you fuck off. Fuck <laughs> off. No, you fuck off. <laughs>
1: fuck
0: off. Mm. Now, are we done? I think so. I think we're done. I hope you enjoyed the new feature, Writer's Roundup, which, by the way, like the stat picks, I failed on because (laughs) I did not come up with that name. Tom here did. So I'm just a fucking miserable failure. Oh, come on, man. And I'm just ready to call it quits. You haven't gotten your boat yet. That's true. Yacht. Yacht. Now, go to Yes. if you want to send us a message, or if you want to be on Writer's Roundup, go to the contact right. page for either one of those things, and check out our other podcast, Radioactive Rant. And there's a website to that as well. So let me confuse you <laughs> and mention the website. It's radioactiverant.com. There and this go. Make My Damn Movie podcast is over. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, goodbye. Bye. You're This was awful! Fuck that shit! Mm. (laughs) One final thing. Fuck that shit!